Happy Friday. It's Melissa. It's June 22nd. And I'm the founder of A Yogi Kitchen, where delicious yoga and mindful food come together to help us create an intentional life, where we mindfully manage mental health, where um, we fight the stigmas of mental health, and where we stay focused on having a life of connection, mind, body, and spirit. Welcome. If you're new, um, there's lots of new energy going on right now because we have a new community that I am so excited about. You should go check us out. We're over at Mighty Networks, and I believe it's MightyNetworks.com. I know that if you want to look us up on Mighty Networks, you can just go there and search a yogi kitchen, or you could go to www.a-yogi-kitchen.mn.co. Um, it's a lot, and I think at some point in the future, I will actually have my own URL that'll be a little bit different, but um, right now, that's where we are. And there's lots of free stuff, lots of fun stuff going on over there, and I'm really excited about it. So if you're from the community and you've never been to the podcast before, welcome. It's lovely to have you. And if you've been here before and you enjoy what we do here, thank you so much for coming back and keep showing up. And if you're part of my Anchor family, thank you so much for all the the messages you've dropped me. Um, Some have been from just... Uh, condolences for my dad's death but even yesterday or this week I posted and I got a couple things from you guys like oh it's so good to have you back so that's been lovely so this is my birthday week I turn 49 tomorrow and this is the week where I do a lot of reflection so for me I don't look so much at um what the calendar year looks like I look at my birth year And I feel extremely blessed to be born this time of year. So we just have the solstice. Happy solstice to everyone. Um, It's a real big shift of energy. So we have the longest day of the year, shortest night of the year. And we started summer. Officially, summer has begun. And then being born on the 23rd means I'm on the cusp from Gemini and Cancer. And I feel like, and for a lot of years, I really identified as a Cancer. And then I started looking at Gemini. I was like, oh, this really fits too. And it's so fitting, I think, for who I am. I feel like I'm someone who always sort of straddles two worlds. So, um, you know, I, I, I talk about myself as being a very urban woman. I, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, um, in Lincoln Park, Lakeview area. I you know, grew up taking the bus and the train and, and everything that urban entails. And I, I just moved to New York City not long ago and absolutely adore it. But I also spent our summers across the lake in Michigan in a small rural community. I went to college in a really small rural town. Um, and for the last 20 years, I've spent a good chunk of the last 20 years in um, rural area in Kansas. I married a Kansas farm boy. And so I feel like there's that that place. I'm always sort of straddling rural and urban. And then as a lot of you know, I'm biracial. My mom is Swedish American. She is sort of white as white gets. She's blonde and blue eyed. And um, my dad is African American with a little Native American in there. And, uh, you know, there's I feel like I've always sort of straddled the world of African American and, and not so much Swedish American, but white America, and sort of have a different perspective as someone who's mixed race than of being one or the other. Um, And I just, I've always felt that sort of balance in two different worlds in many different places in my life. So it feels like fitting that I would be on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer. So, um, so I really love this part of the year. And then also, you know, we're mid year. So in terms of looking at um, back at a year reflecting, it's a great time mid year. So even if you are a calendar year person, 
this is a great time to say, hey, what's been working this year? You know, how am I doing with my goals? Or when I set intention at the beginning of the year, you know, how am I doing at following that intention or being present with that intention? And um, where do I want to go? Like, am I good with how the year's been going? Do I want to keep moving forward in this way? Or do I need to shift and, or pivot? And so I just um, wanted to put that out there for you. But also over at the new community, well, over at a yogi kitchen, wherever we've been, um, on Fridays for the Breathe Online course, we always celebrate our wins. So Breathe Online is a six-week course developed, I developed to mindfully manage mental health. So it's mostly for the big emotion times when you're feeling overwhelmed. Like what can I do when I'm feeling panicky? What can I do when my body feels so achy from the depression that I don't want to get out of bed? Or I feel heavy and exhausted from the depression. I don't want to get out of bed. What can I do to make it better? So we focus on a lot of that stuff, panic, worry, overwhelm. Um, everything that we do, however, is also great for management, for keeping that even keel once you get to that place that um, helps you manage well. Um, so we do yoga poses, nutrition tips and habits, uh, mindfulness tools, dialectical behavior therapy skills, um, self-care tools. We do lots of different things and we, we focus on a concept every week. And I, you get to hear my story, you get videos and emails from me into your inbox and then in the community and the community is free over at Yogi Kitchen, our new platform, Mighty Networks. Um, you can go to Breathe Together and you can be part of the community still without taking the course. But if you want to sign up for the course, and this I haven't been clear about, I think I still have my regular website. You can go to a yogikitchen.com. And under the drop down of delicious yoga, you can go to breathe online and sign up through PayPal. So we start next Saturday, actually. So I thought I'd start a week early with the what are you celebrating? So that's what we do on Fridays over at breathe together. What are you celebrating? So it's, you know, sometimes it's big stuff. Hey, I got that promotion I was really hoping for. Sometimes it's, hey, I slept three nights in a row. And those wins can be equally as big. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, like today feels like an okay day and that's a win too. So I wanted to share that with you, um, because this is the time of year that I do a lot of reflecting. It's the time of year where I get on the mat a lot more, which I've been doing this week. It's the time of the year where I meditate a lot more, which I've been doing this week. It's usually when I journal more, which I haven't been doing, but I think it's because I'm so excited about the new platform and the new things that are happening with the Yogi Kitchen that I've been putting that energy out there more. I've been blogging more. I've been posting more. Um, so I'm doing the work still. It's just, it's not in my journal. It's public. Um, and I also just wanted to share some things with you about my life because that's what happens at this time of year. Like, where have I been? Where am I going? Um, as a lot of you know, my dad died this year and it's, uh, been a surprising journey. And one of the surprising gifts from it has been this laser focus. And I'm, I, I love it. You know, I just, I feel like I have no tolerance or patience for sitting around and chatting about the weather or about things that aren't going to matter in five minutes or tomorrow or in two weeks. You know, I feel like my commitment to having a meaningful life is a lot stronger now. Um, and I love that. And my really good friend, Irene, who is um, celebrating the third anniversary of her mother's death, like just happened, I think, 
um, she says the best thing about that gift, Melissa, is that it doesn't go away. Like you keep it. And I was so excited about that because I was feeling like, oh, I have this gift. I need to like quickly utilize it before I slip back into my old ways. And she's like, no, the laser focus stays and I, I adore it. So one of the things that happened this year, and I, I share this because um, I, I really believe in being transparent and authentic. Um, I believe it for my own mental health. But I also believe it because I feel like the reason I do what I do, the reason I teach the way that I teach, the reason I do workshops and I speak and I do podcasts and I blog and I have a community is to sort of banish that feeling that we're all doing this alone. Um, and I feel like the more I tell you my story, the more I tell you how I did things, how I fucked up and how I came out and triumphed and felt good about my choices, even, you know, in the middle of all the mistakes and fuck ups and whatever, um, the more you see that we all share something and have a sense of, of community more than we're alone and separated, if that makes sense. And, and also I just, um, I, I'm, huge new fan of this podcaster Kathy Heller and her podcast is uh don't keep your day job and I, I'm, I'm so in love with this woman she uh I, I heard her interview be interviewed on a different podcast that I follow I started following her podcast and she was just saying one of the reasons she podcasts is to help you fight the greatest fight of your life and I just I I love this I wrote it down and I thought yes that's why we do what we do um she said, the greatest fight of your life is between you and yourself. I was like, God, that is so true. And that's why I fell in love with yoga. And that's why I teach yoga. Because when you're on the mat, it's not about the practice. It's not about the person next to you. It's not about the person teaching you. It's about you and yourself. And some of those tough poses and the reason, sort of the only reason I teach tough poses is, and I don't teach a lot of really tough poses. I don't teach a lot of handstands. I don't teach a lot of arms arm balances. I teach some, but not a huge amount. Um, but the reason you do those poses to me is those are the poses that make you smack in, in, into yourself. It, they, you hit all of your, I can'ts, all of your, I'm not enoughs when you do those poses. And if you keep working on them and keep working on them, that stuff starts to melt away. And that's really exciting to me to see that transformation happen in a student. I once spent a summer, well, there's a couple of years in a row where we focused on something, one thing all summer. So one year it was the splits. Another year, I, I believe it was, it was plank. It was lowering down into plank and chaturanga dandasana. Um, we worked on that arm strength and we did some other arm balances that year. And there's this moment because lowering into plank is so much easier than every single person who tries to do it makes it. We all make it hard. We all make it, especially women, because we don't have the upper body strength. And the pose is not about upper body strength. The pose is about using every muscle in your body. It's about using everything. And because women have to do that, we have to use the rest of our body to be able to lower down and hold ourselves a couple inches off the ground. Um, we, we get more synthesis in that pose, whereas men, you know, they have upper body strength and they can just kind of lower themselves down, um, not easily necessarily, but easier than most women. Uh, but every single time I see someone do that pose, they're like, oh, and I'm like, yes, it's not as hard as you were making it. And I feel like that's the lesson that we get in yoga that you take off the mat that changes your life. And that's why I love yoga. And so when Kathy Heller said that, 
the greatest fight of your life is the fight with you and yourself, between you and yourself. And I thought, yes, that's exactly it. And the flip side of that is, you know, when you do those poses that you've done a million times and that are simple and straightforward and maybe not easy, but simple, um, when you've done down dog for like the 3000th time, how are you going to come to that with beginner's mind? How are you going to come to that fresh and new? Because that's our endeavor every single time we're on the mat. And we get complacent and we get stuck. And that's a different way of smacking into yourself. And that's a different fight between you and yourself. And I love that about yoga. I love that it just encompasses all aspects of who you are, of who you want to be, of who you've been. I love it. So when she said that, I thought, oh, and that is also why I like to be so transparent and I like to be so open with my wins and my failures and my fuck ups and my mistakes. And, um, and there are different things, let me tell you. So at this point of the year is when I'm really looking at a lot of that stuff. One of the things that the laser focus taught me this year was I was in a place that I didn't want to be. And I didn't know that. I really thought everything was okay. And one of the things that needed to shift and needed to change was my relationship. And I think we do this in yoga too. We get into a place in a pose and especially in restorative yoga. And I teach this a lot. Um, people get in restorative poses. They're, you know, laying back, relaxing over a bolster, over a blanket, and you're going to hold that pose and you're going to breathe into it. And you're going to sink down and your muscles are going to release and things are going to shift in you. And you could be there 20, 30 minutes. And I tell people, if you get three minutes in and you're not comfortable, don't just, you know, grit your teeth and bear it. That's not the purpose here. We want to shift and find the place of ease. So if you need to shift, do it. Don't feel like you have to stay in one place. If you need to come out of the pose and like shift your perspective and go back into the pose and find the ease, do that. Do whatever you need to do to find that place of ease. And that's, I think, another lesson that comes off the mat into the rest of our lives. Where is the ease? Like, you know, pain is inevitable. We are all going to have things like a parent dies. How much we suffer is our own choice. So how much are you going to suffer in a pose? Find the ease. And a lot of people think it needs to be hard. And they think if it's too easy. I mean, you see these people, people who are fairly flexible, people who are fairly fit. They're like, oh, well, that was easy. I got yoga. I don't need to do this anymore. This isn't a challenge, so I'm going to move on. But what's wrong with having something that heals you, that have something that's so good for you, be easy. And I looked at my relationship and I found that I was making compromises that weren't true to who I was, that weren't true to my core values. And I spent a lot of my time and energy telling myself that it was okay to make these compromises. This is what you do in a relationship. This is how it works. Because um, I had been in a marriage for like 20 years where I was making compromises that felt okay to my core values. And, and to be honest, I got married when I was 21. I didn't know a lot about my core values back then. But you know, I was there for a while. So, um, you know, I was making compromises that felt okay. And my partner was making compromises that felt okay. And I that's what I thought you just had to do. Well, I was making compromises that weren't feeling okay. And I think my partner was okay with that was fine with me not this is the new partner that the recent relationship that just ended. He was fine with me not being comfortable with my compromises, um, as long as it made him comfortable. And I just thought, oh, that, and when I had that aha, that that is not who I want to be. And it's not where I want to be. It's not the example I want to be to my 21 year old daughter, or to my 12 year old son, or to the people that I teach, or, you know, it's just, it's not who I am. 
And then when I really started to meditate about that or meditate on it and journal it and just really, you know, think about my life right now and right now, meaning I think this was like late December, January or so, um, I realized I was making myself really small to make someone else comfortable. I thought, man, if my daughter did that, I would have so much to say. And, you know, I, actually, I probably wouldn't because it's her path and her journey and she has to have her own struggles. But in my head, I would have so much to say about that. And I just thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then the kicker also was that as I was going through this really tough stuff with my dad, my dad was difficult and complicated sort of till the end. And it was a lot of energy helping him manage his end of life stuff. And he never really believed that he was the end. I don't know. I wasn't there um, during his final heart attack, but I don't know if he had this like, oh, no, this is it moment. Or if he's just like, oh, I'm having a heart attack, you know, like the other ones, I'll come back from it. It'll be fine. I don't know what he was thinking, but I know that the last time I talked to him, he just was not present with how truly sick he was and how close to the very end he was. And um, during that whole process and all the difficulty I was going through, my partner wasn't showing up wasn't there for me. And I was like, Oh, Melissa, this goes against your core values too. And it was just so blaringly obvious. And I think it was probably obvious to everyone around me. But the hard thing for me was, is that I was that person in the restorative yoga pose going, Oh, no, I can do it. I can keep doing this. It's okay. Um, and I really had to release that and let it go. And I really believe it's because of my yoga practice that I could do that. Um, and you know, I had, I had taken a picture of the ring. I'd put it on the newsletter. I, this is, this is where I want to be the rest of my life. This is the relationship that feeds my soul. And then I was like, oh crap, it's not feeding my soul. In fact, it's doing the opposite. It's draining my energy. And so I shifted and I just sort of let it fall away. There was no big, like, you know, explosion. There was no implosion. There was just let it slide away. And that I think is also a really good indication of, of when something's over, when it can just sort of fall away and there's no major repercussions. I think that's a really good sign. So the really surprising part of that, and also the gift, and I think this happens on the mat also, is when you start str stop struggling in a pose and when you can find the ease in a pose, and this is whether you're doing like triangle pose, trikonasana, you're doing a down dog or you're doing like chaturanga and dandasana. When you find that ease, it opens you up to so much more. And in a lot of poses, like a pose like trikonasana, triangle pose, when you can find the ease in trikonasana, it helps you then move into other poses. You go, oh, well, now that I know how to do this, then I could actually bend this leg and do that. And all of a sudden you're in parsvottanasana. And you're like, well, that's really easy. Or you're in extended side angle pose, pars uh, I, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I can't think of the Sanskrit right now. But you're in extended side angle pose. So my point is that you're, you're, you know, you can move through different poses because you find the ease in one pose. So once I found the ease in that, where I could let go of that and be okay with it and not really know what was happening next, my life really opened up and I felt this peace and this real feeling of, of being grounded and centered. And then I met someone and I was so not expecting to meet someone. And I was so not thinking this is where I want to be. I was just like, you know, and I met someone who became a friend, was really, really interested in um, the spiritual aspects of what I teach, of, of who I am. We would have really great conversations about yoga and about spirituality and about Buddhism and 
and just really clicked and it moved from there very, very quickly. Um, and I'm happier that I have been maybe ever in my life right now. Uh, he is someone who's very much like me and I've never dated someone who's a lot like me. And this person is like my twin and it's, it's surprising. Like I've always dated people who are very different than me and I've always found that it's kind of a balancing act, but it's, it's grounding because I can be a really big personality and I can be really intense and I can be a lot. And so having that other person who's a little more grounded, a little more balanced, a little less, um, left brain, a little more right brained, or I'm sorry, the other way around, a little more left brain, a little less right brained because I'm the, the right brain creative kind of person, um, has been a really good balance for me. That's what I thought. But at the end, it was also a lot of struggle and a lot of compromise and this person, this new love, is um, very, very much like me. And it feels awesome. It feels like this sense of just I can expand into anything I want. And I just did not see that coming. And that happens on the mat too. Is as soon as you just let yourself be who you are in a pose, you find this peace the sense of being grounded, but the sense of also being bigger than yourself in a pose. And that's a really beautiful thing. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to share this shift because I do believe in being open and authentic. And I wanted to, you know, just share how that greatest fight has been for me recently, how I've been fighting myself. Um, and when I stopped doing that, what happened for me? Um, and I'm not saying you should do the same thing. I'm not saying get out of your marriage or your relationship or anything like that or your job or whatever. But I do think we get stuck. You know, we get stuck in relationships. We get stuck in jobs. We get stuck in lots of different places. And, you know, I, I think, you know, there's some relationships you will always have, like a sibling relationship, let's say. And so that maybe is a safer, easier place to say, hey, my sister, please sit down with me and I want to talk to you about something I don't like how we communicate or how we interact or whatever. And I would love to do whatever we need to do to change that. Um, and so you don't have to stay in that place of discomfort. You can find a way to find ease in that relationship. And sometimes it's just saying, Hey, I, I don't like it. I don't like it because nine times out of 10, that other person is going to be like, I don't like it either. And you may have really different reasons for why you don't like it, really different ideas about how it happened or why it happened. But in the big picture, those things aren't important. It's the, I don't like it, let's make it shift. That's the really big, important work. Um, and that's what we learn on the mat. I don't like how this feels. I want it to feel better. I want to find the ease. Where is it? Where is the ease in this pose? And so where is the ease in your life? And so I think 49 for me, I always have words for the year. And I, I didn't, I can't even remember my 48 years. I don't, I don't know if I had words for 40, the year 48. Oh, actually, I think it's in my journal. No, that was year 47. I have words for year 47. I don't know that I have your words for year 48, but I think year 49 is going to be ease, is going to be one of them. Because when I find that place of ease, I feel more like Melissa. I feel more grounded, more centered, more focused. My heart feels more full than any other time. Um, you know, I don't have to make everything in my life hard things can be full of ease. And that's a really beautiful place to be. And maybe that's what my 40s has really taught me. You know, I'm not someone who's sitting here going, oh shit, I'm 49. 40s are about to end. Crap, I'm going to be 50. 50s old. I'm not feeling that way at all. I never do about my age. I feel 
really happy where I am. And in fact, I am a little sad to say goodbye to 48 because I really liked 48. Like I could be 48. And I've been saying this for months. I could be 48 for like the next 10 years. 48 was really awesome. Um, so that's my Friday share for you. Um, I ask you, what are you celebrating? Please, please, please feel free to um, comment. You can go to a Yogi Kitchen at Mighty Networks and um, either go to Breathe Together which is where I ask you, what are your wins on Friday? Or you can go to the Love Yourself Challenge, which we're in the middle in, in we're in the middle of, and is also free. And on today, day twenty-five of the Love Yourself Challenge, I asked to um, write a list of your accomplishments, which is another way of celebrating the wins. Um, and one of the things that I sort of shared there a little bit that I didn't uh, fully flesh out is that. One of the things this year has taught me, and it was a really tough year, my sister and I did a lot of work managing my dad's health, and we're still doing a lot of work. Like next week, we're going to go clean out um, some stuff he has in storage and stuff he has in my aunt's house, and we have to go through things that are, you know, 25, 30 years old. I think he sells furniture stored from maybe before I was born. Um, so we're going to go do that. And uh, one of the things that this year has taught me, and I love this, is... Um, I am superwoman. I can handle anything. And I knew this before. And I knew this for a lot of reasons. Um, I've had a lot of trauma in my life. And I know that trauma can make you really strong. And it can give you lots of fear. Um, but it also can make you strong. Every time you come out on the other side of something big, a trauma or the fear of a trauma, you know, every panic attack I had made me stronger, made me uh, more resilient. It doesn't feel like that when you're in it, but I think the result is that you are stronger. And so I knew this, you know, I knew like, Hey, you know, I had this happen to me when I was a kid and I had this happen to me when I was in college and, and this stuff. And, and here I am, I'm still standing here and it's okay. It's good. So I knew it on a logical level, but this year doing stuff with my dad and with my sister and my mom too, but mostly my dad and my sister, um, was like, I am superwoman. My sister and I just hit it out of the park over and over again. I can handle anything. And it just feels really good to kind of walk around with that badge on my chest. So that was my big gift this year. The big win, the big accomplishment is really being able to step into that power. And also maybe saying, and I said this in the newsletter a few weeks ago, or last week, I guess, um, I don't want a small life. I don't want to make myself tiny for someone else to be comfortable. I really want... A bigger life. I want to do more. I want to teach more. I want to learn more. I want to love more. I want to accomplish more. Um, I'm so ready for more. So this year is maybe ease and maybe more. I don't know if more is the right word. There's something else I want there. Maybe abundance, but in a different way. Like I'm not seeking abundance. I'm not chasing after abundance. Like I'm here in the abundance and I want that to grow and feel really good. I'm going to play around with that some more and I will let you know. But for Friday, June 22nd, I just wanted, um, to uh, encourage you to celebrate the wins, encourage you to share them. You can drop me an email at mel at a yogikitchen.com. You can text me at uh, 785-760-5412. Um, you can obviously, oh, you can um, leave me an email through the website. If you go to a yogikitchen.com, there's like contact Melissa or something like that is on there. And you could drop there. You can go to Mighty Networks and put it in the comments under Breathe Together, the Celebrate Your Wins. You could put that there. You can go to the Love Yourself Challenge, Day 25, list of your accomplishments. You can list any accomplishment you'd like to or give me the 
the whole list. Um, it would be lovely to hear from you. If you want to work with me, come do Breathe Online, six-week course, $180 for six weeks. Um, it's a awesome deal. You get lots and lots of information. You get lots of interaction. You get lots of support. You get lots of community. Um, you walk away at the end of six weeks with a long list of tools and skills, and we will create a plan for you. Um, so that when the times of high emotion come, you can whip out your plan and you can say, here are the list of things that I know how to do now that are going to help me manage my emotions. And always, 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 you can do this work one-on-one -on -one with me and you can just drop me an email or a text um, to do that work and we can start that process of seeing if we're a good fit together. Again, it's mel at a yogikitchen.com, 785-760-5412. Lovely to hear from you. Uh, lovely to talk with you. Lovely to be here with you on Melissa Eve, the eve of my 49th birthday. Namaste.